Welcome to the AAA NFT podcast, all about affordable NFTs, bringing you from zero to 60 in the non-fungible token world without breaking the bank. With your hosts, Andrew, aka Rantum, and George from Mostly Stable on Zed Run, who will help you navigate new projects, interview expert guests, and explore NFT trends. So whether you're on your first or 50th NFT, we're going to have something for you. And as a quick note, we are not, I repeat, not financial advisors and nothing in this podcast should be taken as investment advice. Alrighty, disclaimer over, let's get to it. Today on All About Affordable NFTs, do physical goods really add or potentially reduce an NFT's value? It'll be an interesting conversation, we'll figure it out. Andrew, how's it going? Go well. Looks like uh, looks like we're both recording from a uh, different location than usual. So hopefully our our tech has no problems today as we record. <laughs> oh, no doubt this will be seamless and perfect because technology always is looking out for us. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> All right. Well, let's see. Why don't we take a look at some headlines? Uh, so let's start off well. Why don't we just start off with good old Zed Run? Zed Run goes for the gold with an acquisition, and they've got a token launch coming. So, uh, we'll mostly stable. You should probably take this one. What's going on here? Very long awaited. They talked about initially in their roadmap for this year, which I respect that they were planning the the token in probably like more around Q2 and mid early Q2, and then. Uh, a little thing called the entire market exploded and they thought better of it. And I think as a stable owner, that was a good move. Although I was really looking forward to the potential token and had moved some horses around in anticipation of that. It is now on schedule for, for Q3. For better or worse, I think it's going to open up a new game dynamic inside of there. I want to be clear. I'm not putting this in as an affordable project anymore or bringing it up anymore. Like if you want to play with horses, like... Part of you is doing it for the love of watching a little digital horse run around because it is not about ROI right now. So they're taking a snapshot. They're uh, being very uh, careful about sort of how they are going to be allocating it based on the uh, genesis level of the horse, how much the actual stable has, in fact, race, probably distribution of paid races and number of horses and types of horses. So they're they're doing a pretty... I would say smart type of snapshot. So there's not like a easy way to game this at all. Uh, so for for those of you who are in the Zed ecosystem, you know it's a it's a wait and see. And I, I would imagine a quick liquidation of that token. So I also uh, until I see the extra value, which I do believe they're going to be able to tie into gameplay, even some you know play and earn mechanics developing. Uh, they also bought a uh, analytics tool that was built for Zed, uh, Know Your Horses, uh, which, uh, as you imagined, pulling on the API and giving information uh, for stable owners about uh, about their stables. So that, that's the quick rundown. Oh, man, there's always something going on with Zed to just, uh, you know, keep things going, string people along a little bit longer. So, um, you know, hope this is a, uh, you know, add something to the platform because, you know, they, I don't know, they've had a few different attempts that haven't, um, haven't spurred as much activity as maybe they had hoped. I'll say the new players they brought in in the last year, they probably burned most of them, um, I'd say. And was it their fault? 
maybe, maybe not. I think it's tough to run an ecosystem that's like increasing in size and actually intentionally bringing down the price of of these horses is just tough if you like brought in your bags uh, during a peak and you, you probably pissed off that amount of users, but it still has, I think, room to grow into the future. And if it can survive through this and others are like falling apart, like competitors, like just don't have a chance in a market like this, they still are capitalized. Um, you know, there's a future where it makes sense, but it's you're, you're, you're juggling knives if you're trying to, to find a high yield play, because there's a lot of quants that are, are in the Z ecosystem finding, exploiting every single angle possible. So unless you're really ready to be, you know, in it in an intense way, it's, it's for fun. All right. Uh, we'll move on to our next headline now, I think. I think it's uh, interesting, but, you know, we know that you'll talk forever about uh, Zed or any <laughs> stable-based game if, if given the opportunity. Um, so we'll move on to another large NFG ecosystem, Ethereum name service. We've talked about this a bit recently and how it just continues to sell a lot of names recently. Um, and so just just this past week, 000.eth sold for 315,000. So that was the second biggest sale ever. And these are continuing to, to just um, see impressive numbers. Um, a lot of new sales, uh, different, you know, different uh, types of uh, characters or, or, you know, different types of uh, uh of, of strings of characters, I guess it's to say, you know, seem to, to come into fashion and then they all get bought up. So it's pretty interesting to see that these have uh, continued to run even in a, you know, relatively slow market. There is still, I mean, there's still buyers out there. There are fewer of them and they're much more focused with what is uh, the target. And I actually, I've been doing a little ETH domaining myself. You know, I look at it as oh. the... Yeah, the, surprise, surprise. Um, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna give away any alpha because I don't want you monsters coming after my my angle. Um, I'll simply say I've been thinking about, uh, you know, the the types of startups that are going to be built in this ecosystem in the philanthropic spheres, and you can play that out in a lot of different ways because in many ways the early days of the internet and there's a lot of people that did very well by dot coming. Plus, with gas this low, it's wildly reasonable to be taking some of these bets right now. So, you know, we've, we've talked about it before. Yeah. And lock them up for a good amount of time. Um, especially when they, you know, it's mostly a gas fee that you're paying. So it, correct. Uh, it is nice when those fees are low. Have you been scooping any East, East domains? Uh, you know, I haven't. Every time I go to look, it seems like, you know, I just get frustrated that the things I want are already registered and, um, so I haven't gotten into it too much, but, you know, I do see that everyone's buying more and more of those. And, uh, you know, I, I, I like the idea. Um, and I also think it's kind of, it's somewhat difficult to, to guess what people might end up valuing, um, when there are somewhat lim unlimited, uh, uh, um, I don't know, opportunities out there to put something else together. Yeah. I mean, you're also making a long-term bet on Ethereum by doing that as well. There's no telling which chain is ultimately going to win there's probably gonna be many winners so you know it, as much as you may think this is like the the domain of all things crypto we may not even have seen that yet there may be one that has got uh, a more intelligent and flexible design to it uh inclusive cross-chain something or another uh, that may come up however if you could take a time machine back to the early dot-com days there were still many opportunities even after that the, the you know, the first, uh, first swing had been taken. 
Yeah, that's true. I mean, you know, we are still relatively early and I think it is, you know, when, when a lot of people get uh, turn away or maybe lose interest, uh, not a bad time to start scooping some of those up. Um, if you do believe in it long-term. Wait, you know, do like we own said it? Is. I'm afraid to say this. Do we own three eggs? <laughs> so swoop our own domain. Um, you know, I actually did get that one. I, uh, I'm good on I you. It. I, I did, didn't tell you. I was kind of hoping that you might just see that it was owned or something. and, and get Oh, and then it. freak out. <laughs> I did get that one. Um, so we'll have to set that up actually at some point and, you know, um, yeah, we're going to, a little bit more. <laughs> we're going to have to launch our, uh, our coveted NFTs created by Dolly off of that one. That's right. Yeah. It's coming. Twitch. <laughs> We just front run our, our announcement that we're never going to do a thing. Yeah. Reasonable don't, don't, yeah. Don't, don't, listen. don't, not the alpha, alpha. <laughs> not alpha. Delete this, cut this, cut this, cut this, cut this. <laughs> you, that's not happening, is it? Yeah, no, I won't be doing, I won't be cutting anything. All right. Um, let's see. We've got this new study that came out that shows, um, what countries are most into NFT searches. And, you know, when I first read the headline, I thought, and I, I don't know, I didn't think that it meant much, but I read some of this and read some of how they went about this and, you know, thought they actually had some pretty good methodology of how they, um, how they, uh, figured what countries were most uh, positive and then most negative towards NFTs. They found countries like Singapore was at the top. Hong Kong, Canada, Iceland, and then the U.S. Um, and then some of the ones at the bottom um, of NFT hate, as they said, were Poland, Nicaragua, Belize. Um, so I think there's um, maybe, you know, more of a, it, certainly it seems to me that there may be more climate issues uh, maybe related to uh, some of the backlash against it. But uh, somewhat interesting to see and, you know, also interesting to keep in mind that that may be, uh, may be on the verge of changing with the uh, ETH merge coming. Yeah, I think there's a lot to unpack there, but this gets me into the land of looking at Google Trends, which I do in my my day job quite a bit, of looking for actual searches and patterns and interesting that they have the sentiment layer because clearly you can you know modify it, but if you just put in a search term NFT, yeah, you get some of those same numbers like Hong Kong, Singapore, China, Taiwan, Philippines, uh, which is impressive um actually looking at the global footprint going down you know united arab emirates cyprus venezuela uh really 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 interesting list and and suggests that you know we may be at a disadvantage with the u.s mindset sometimes when we're looking at utility and demand yeah that's a good point um you know good to try to keep in mind difficult to do though no i won't do it i'm just saying it Oh man, and this is one, uh, we mentioned this briefly that um, Three Arrows Capital or, or their NFT wallet, um, uh, Starry Knight, um, I think that's what it went by, uh, the, the collector name. Um, I was moving some other uh, pieces around. So they've, some people have taken a closer look at this. Uh, looks like they have about 7.5 million in NFTs, uh, though they had spent something like 22 million, I believe, or so to put this together. So obviously pretty underwater there. It's you know a large amount of NFTs and a pretty impressive collection, but um, you know there's speculation that that will be uh, coming for sale soon as they're trying to uh, recover any uh, U.S. dollar asset or U.S. dollars that they can from their assets. So uh, it, it'd be interesting to see what happens with that because I'm sure there are some big collectors uh, ready to scoop those up at the right price. Yeah, I'm eyeballing those chromie squiggles. They got seven of them. If they dump them all at once, that might be enough to move the market. But those squiggles have. 
uh, wiggled out of my affordable, my unaffordable range. It's in the, yeah, they don't really, watch it anymore. Don't, don't yeah. bother. Uh, but well, yeah, right. it's interesting. Well, um, we've got an affordable project today. We talked about this uh, or mentioned this just a bit in the discord recently, and this is wag me United. So this, uh, let's see, as we're listening to this, I think this is just minted, uh, or, you know, as we're recording this anyway, it's right around the time that this is minting. So it's 12,000 pieces. So it has an ETH price of 0.35. Um, and this is a, 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 a group that is so a group that, that has bought a, uh, level two soccer league, a soccer team in the, uh, English league. Um, and I'm sorry, it's Crowley FC. Um, so they have bought this and they're trying to wag me United will be the name of the team. The goal is to get it to the English premier league. Um, they've got 12,000 of the NFTs that will give you a, uh, this or give you three pieces of physical goods. There's a, uh, for Jersey headband hat. And then, uh, it says a Let's see. Um, we got some, some info from, uh, crypto, uh, cryptothon, uh, a, a listener, um, that helped us out in the discord with some, some alpha after listening to their, uh, Twitter spaces, um, and let us know that they would also get be getting free session or free access to team training sessions, voting on team affairs, what positions, designing players, um, and even promised a vote to replace the directors if the team have not achieved promotion within two years. Um, and you, Cryptothon had a good point here that two years is a pretty aggressive uh, goal to try to move up two, le or two levels. Um, I think that may be a bit unrealistic, but I think it is, a, it's an interesting idea here. Um, and the idea is, you know, what they're trying to do is be able to give, you know, kind of a web three, uh, give web three, a soccer team that they can all root for. Um, and get behind, you know, they have used that wag me, um, term, you know, which, you know, has gone a little out of favor recently, but I, I get the idea and what they're trying to do here in, in this case. A really bold move to be doing it at this time, uh, in the overall market. I'm just impressed by the, the sort of guts, uh, of that team to, to push it out there uh, and really sort of create and establish a model of what collective team ownership looks like as an experiment. I love it as a play. I'm a weight on it. Like, let's just be honest. Okay. Point three is, you said point three or point three, five, point three, five. It's, it's okay. So 0.35 ETH, right? This is still money, right? And if, if the utility expectation here is that you're getting like a Jersey and some swag, like, hold on for a second and realize like you can get a you know uh premier league jersey of any team you would like in any way you would like at any time you would like for far less money so if you are you know sort of looking at this and maybe this dovetails into our physical goods uh well if you have essentially done that well okay if that's the reason you're buying <clears throat> you could just buy the jersey yourself go on to the e-commerce store and i'm willing to bet that they have a way for you to purchase their swag. So let's park that for a second and then say like, all right, so if the real asset is the ownership in this club, clubs that succeed <laughs> are worth more. Clubs that don't are worth a lot less. I don't know much about managing a premier soccer league other than what I've seen on Ted Lasso. So I'd say I'm a pretty big expert at this point, but there is, uh, I, I'd say here, here's what I'm thinking on playing it. And again, this is not financial advice because talking about JPEGs. But 
I think if people have utilized it in the sense that like they've gotten their free swag, I think there's going to be a price drop at that point. I'm going to follow one of our rules, which is we're going to get it. We're collecting these rules, but I'm not touching this thing for anything post mint. Uh, I'm, I'm going to wait for the dust to settle. I didn't get on the pre-mint. I, uh, I'm a little surprised by that because I have the Gainer Gary B Sports Pass and he is involved in this project yet, you know, his brother's not getting any sort of pre-mint access. So I was a little surprised on that one. Yeah. But that's, that's, what yeah, you, I, what I, I agree. I th- you know, like, I don't, yeah, I, I like that play. I, I think that, you know, I was a little disappointed when I saw the mint price of this one. It was one that I was following along with and they had asked during the pre-mint raffle that you have 0.35 in your wallet and said, this isn't the mint price. Um, it, you just need to have this for now. And, you know, of course, a few days later, they come out with that as being the mint price. Um, and I, you know, I, there's some, you know, I, I guess, you know, I, hopefully it is an exclusive jersey that is, you know, with this, but I still think that is, if you're just reasoning, um, based on the, the physical goods, it's you know, it's a tough sell. Um, and as a new mint, I mean, 0.35, that's for 12,000 more. That's, that's a lot of pieces. And I think that's, I mean, I think there's a very good chance this, uh, goes under, um, mint price on secondary shortly after mint. Um, and I, I'm even concerned of like how long that might take to mint out. So I think it is a really interesting project. It's ambitious. Um, and certainly something I want to follow along with. I'm not ready to mint. I did get on the whitelist. Um, You're such a hustler. How do you do this? You're just on top of this stuff. I, you know, there's a with like one one of the raffle spots and oh, um, oh. with uh, with a with a squiggle, I guess. Um, and you know, I, I I mean, I like the idea, and um, I don't think I can get mint at this price. You know, certainly keep an eye on it. Um, you know, I think we can get into to maybe our, our topic a bit more since it does. Yeah, roll it to have such over overlap here. And, you know, the idea is, you know, how much do physical goods really add? How much, I mean, physical goods are becoming, I shouldn't say becoming a bigger part, but a lot of NFTs are promising physical goods with them. And here we're having, you know, here we've got, in this case, a free jersey, headband, hat. And, you know, like you said, there's a point where at some point, those NFTs will have been redeemed for the, you know, the merchandise will have been dope, will have been claimed and there'll be no more physical good with that, you know? And, and so I'm sure it, lo- it certainly loses some value compared to the ones that haven't been redeemed and we don't know exactly how much, you know, and it, it, is that what, uh, you know, I, I, you know, I think it, you've got to value that those jerseys more and you've got to realize that you're probably not going to be able to resell the piece on its own for, for more you know, without a significant rise in the overall status of the project, because a lot of it kind of is being taken out in the way of physical merchandise. That's certainly one way I've started to think about these. And, you know, when, when I actually look at the NFT itself, it's relying on physical merchandise. That's not on the, you know, you can't trade that on the chain. And that's, that certainly affects the value. And that makes it a little bit harder for me to jump into, uh, jump in when it is a promise. How about it, you? What, what, what are your thoughts on it? It presents a utility cliff for sure. However, I think, and I think Gary V has really pushed this with his initial V friends, which was the access to three conferences in the future looking time period, which, you know, that's a cliff. What happens after those three conferences are done? What, have, it, have you exhausted the utility of this? 
I think it is becoming the sort of new standard of saying like, all right, you'll, you know, get some sort of merch with this, but it can't really be the primary function of it. And I'm also aware that I just aped into the, the Wineco, oh, the, oh, I forgot, Vinco. What was it? Vinco. Vinco, right? Which is Even. the couple bottles of wine and then access to, you know, an ongoing piece. So I think if the utility is a one and done, you're going to get merch, like it's dumb. Just go buy the merch, <laughs> right? You, you have unfortunately pinned all of the value to a physical good and left no room for speculation, imagination, and future growth. However, this is an inevitability. This is actually exactly what we want to happen. We want NFTs to get out of this ethereal, here is this concept that you own and maybe an online membership to like more and more physical ties. What can this, how can this do more for me IRL in the real world or in the worlds that I care about? And, you know, I think tied to a very basic physical good is like step one of what needs to be a lot more. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I like the idea of it, you know, of being tied to something other than just the digital good. But, you know, I also see, so here's a, something I've seen some from artists. Uh, well, they'll offer a physical print along with the NFT. I think that's, you know, I thought like, wow, that's really cool. You know, I'd love to get the physical print, you know, and though then I kind of realized, well, you know, I don't actually have that much space for physical prints. That's part of why I like collecting digital goods. And then the, the other part of that is, you know, I've got to take care of a physical piece and how much, you know, if it's, if that's on the chain, if it's in the description, you know, if that's part of the NFT that it says that it comes with a physical good, if a physical print, I mean, that worries me that it takes value away from the NFT itself, you know, how much which one holds the value there? And then if I've got to take care of that, that, you know, I, it's one of the things I don't really like about physical art and, you know, it costs a lot. It's hard to do. It takes up space, digital goods. You know, we know that there are problems storing them, but it's also sort of limitless. How many you can store? You don't have to worry about the space that in, in your place, you don't have to worry about damaging the physical good. And there's, I, I, I worry when I, when I, if I go to resell a piece and someone uh, resell an NFT and they see that there's, that there is a physical print, uh, I think they're right to, to attach some value there. Um, you know, how would you look at that? I think it's important to very, very important to look at the, those types of NFTs and understand again, where are you in that cycle of release and has that value been extracted or for the individual pieces? Are you 100% confident when you look up, has that been redeemed? Yes or no. I also worry about NFTs that hold this, what seems to be, you know, future of like, yeah, you'll be able to redeem this whenever you want. Uh, okay. Like, what if you're dead? Would you still send me that painting, right? There is a cliff at some point of redeemability of these things. And I become immediately skeptical when I see this, like, you'll get the free access and these, these things will be sent to your house indefinitely. And you're like, no. Um, I don't think so. And again, if, if you're in that, and this is, um, that's not meant to be as FUD, but I got a little curious as to like, when Kevin Rose started talking about like all of the like sweatshirts and types of things he's going to send to different moonbirds. I was saying, like, look, when I want a sweatshirt or when I want clothes, like I want to go to like Patagonia and like go buy the thing I want. Like I'm not collecting NFTs so I can get 
another t-shirt, another piece of swag. Like I'm not at a conference getting stuff handed to me. So I think we're just scratching the, uh, the initial parts, the bottom barrel areas of what I think is really possible with the unlocking of goods. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think that, yeah, I haven't seen a lot of great uses of physical. I, I think one of the, I mean, an interesting one that I have seen, and this is another art use case is the, the Damien Hirst, uh, the currency, um, oh, yeah. NFT project that he did. And I think the deadline is coming up for that. The idea with that one is that you can either keep the NFT or burn it and get a physical print. So it will reduce the supply of the NFT, you know, and I think some people have already re already redeemed. I think that's an interesting model where it's one or the other. And I, you know, I, I tend to like that more than just saying that it's going to be both and that it's sort of a, a certificate of, of authenticity for this non artwork, because, you know, I, I think that one of the things that, you know, especially with art that the blockchain does so well is that we've got this, we can see the history of the piece. We can see everybody that's owned it and don't have to worry about, you know, the authenticity of, or, of it, or, or if there are fakes or copies or, or anything like that. So, you know, with, with art, especially I have a hard time with it, but I do, I, I really think that that currency project is a, is a cool way of playing with NFTs and physical goods. Um, but it's interesting in that actually it requires destroying the NFT to get the, the physical. Yeah, I would say the, the contrary point here, going back to the Wagme United and frankly, any project that is putting out identifiable branded swag is that you actually get people wearing it and then showing it off. And isn't that promotion? Isn't that them pushing further the brand potentially? So like there may be, you know, clearly we see this with sports teams and other uh, things where people are socially signaling and identifying themselves, but then, you know, again, sharing that, promoting that, which lifts hypothetically the value of the overall brand. That's a good point. I mean, I think it is a great marketing opportunity for these projects. And I, you know, there is something to, you know, people being able to have, have those merchants when they go to the conferences and be able to, uh, sort of identify with other people in those groups. You know, I think that's probably a big use case for the merch right now. Um, and. It may not be, you know, like you said, it may not be where you're looking for, for your clothing. And I think there are people that look at it as, a, you know, as a big, you know, wearing their team stuff or, you know, look at it as a bit of an identity thing when they go to the, the right places. And, um, you know, it, it is, a, I mean, I know it's a huge, the merch in general is just a huge industry and, um, you know, there, people continue to be excited about it when this stuff comes out and that there is something to that. If people are excited and keep wanting it and it promotes the project and helps other, you know, helps other people see it, it's, it's serving some sort of purpose. Yes, there is a purpose. I mean, it's utility you can hold at the very least, as opposed to here's access to another discord server. Where, so if it's on the hierarchy of things, it's higher than that <laughs> for me. Or yeah, your future I don't promise think of like, I mean, we'll mint more NFTs for your NFT for. No, I'm not. Either. Unless it's wine. And then I was like, all right, I'm, 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 I'm okay with it. Yeah. And you know, I think that's, that's, it's interesting, you know, cause I think everybody has something that they may be willing to say, um, you know, I do want that one or, the, you know, there's, 
and we're seeing in many cases, it is a hoodie or a t-shirt. I think in, that is evolving and we're going to see much, uh, much more varied, um, physical goods out there. All right. Good conversation. It seems, seems like we're, you're not going to mint the, the Wagme. Maybe you change your mind tomorrow, but. Yeah, we'll see. We'll you see. could get overtaken by FOMO. You could be talked into it. I feel like. Oh, I know. I know. But that's why I'm saying it now. Oh, yeah. So you can have, be embarrassed and be like, uh, Discord. Uh, I I'd like. <laughs> uh, we'll see what happens. All right. Well, see you out there and good luck. This has been an episode of the AAA NFT podcast, all about affordable NFTs. The episode notes and resources may be found at 3ANFT.com in our show notes. Again, 3ANFT.com. And that reminder, don't bet what you can't afford to lose. Remember, we are not financial advisors and nothing in this podcast should be taken as investment advice. Thanks for joining us. I hope you learned something.